Movie Journey Podcast, where not only do we react and review movies from the top 250, but that's what we're doing this week. Because it's uh it's Dune time. We're doing the Dune, Dean. We're doing the Dune. Yes, we are, Endo. Uh, what, what an exciting, exciting moment. I love when I've seen films that you haven't. I feel so. What's that word? High, mighty, superior. Yeah, superior. Yeah, yeah. that's a good feeling. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, with the podcast, by the time we get to the review, I will have seen the movie, so you'll be on the same level. You mean you'll be on the same level? I'm no, not no, coming down da- to your be, level. No, you're down you to can my come level. Come up to my level for once. <laughs> All right. Yes, of course, we are doing Dune today. It's uh, sitting in the top 250 at the moment. We'll, uh, we'll get to whereabouts it is later on in the review. What numbers are that? We'll find out soon, Dean. <laughs> We're going to watch the movie first. <laughs> I know. I just like stirring you. Yes, we are going to be watching this movie and reacting to it. You can check that edited version down on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the movie journey. If you are interested in checking out the full length video reaction or the full length audio commentary, you can hop on over to patreon.com slash the movie journey. And a massive shout out to our sensational patrons for their love and support every single week. Yeah, thanks so much, team. Love your work. I think they love our work. I mean, yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. Otherwise, what are they doing? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> but before we get into it... Give me the update. All right, little top 250 update here for you, Dean. Nothing nothing massive to go through this time, but obviously with all these changes happening, it's always good to get a little update Got to get these there. updates in when nothing massive is going on, and I love it. Love it. Well, I'm, I'm going to say another foreign film has disappeared out of the, yes. the list. That is, uh, Jai Bim has gone out of the list, and in its place is Dances with Wolves. Oh, oh. Let's do that. I haven't seen that in ages. Four hours. I actually, a four-hour reaction. I, say I haven't seen it in ages. I've seen it once when I was like 15, I reckon. Wow. All right. Uh, well, that's in the list right now. Is his, is his wolf name like White Socks or something? I have no idea. Maybe that's White Fang. In terms of some of the newer movies, let's take a look at the Batman and its rise and fall that has been happen- that has, uh, happened to this fall? movie so far. Yeah, it's starting to fall now, Dean. Its highest it peaked at was 64 on the list. And now it has dropped down to 94. So it's uh, its trajectory is heading down. It is one of the top 100 films ever made, Hendo. Much like Spider-Man No Way Home, which has uh, dropped 14 spots the last time we spoke. Jesus. Down to 55. It's embarrassing. Let's keep an eye on those two movies at least. Uh, in terms of movies that have uh, got the positive, I say uh, The Curse of the Black Pearl is starting to move its way up the list now that it has gone back into the list after this big shift. So we'll keep an eye on that movie and uh, we'll see how we go. Nice, Hendo. Thank you so much for that update. Thank you. All right. We are going to go watch Dune and we'll come back with our review of Dune. All right, Dean, we just finished watching Dune. In Dune we did, Hendo. Why don't we get into the review of Dune, Dean? Dune, released in 2021, directed by Denis Villeneuve, who has a one. He has one Best Director nomination for Arrival. One, you say. I feel like that, that would be a good little trivia question. You know, everyone goes on about how great Denis is. Uh, it'd be, uh, yeah, name the only Best Directing nomination he's received. I wonder, would you have would you have known that? I would have said, uh, not, I would have said Blade Runner. Yeah, I would have said Blade Runner. Uh, yeah, still one because he was not nominated for this movie for Best Director. It's one of the uh, few ones that was not nominated for. Oh, one of the few Oscars that June was not yeah. nominated for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, screenplay by John Spates, Denis Villeneuve, and Eric Roth, based on the novel Dune by Frank Herbert. Have you read this novel, Dean? Nah, I had it, and I think. In the in my latest house move in the big cull, it did not make the cut. I've had it since I was probably thirteen, and I never read it because it Should looks have kept like it it's knowing a- that the new movie was coming out later on that year when you moved. Oh, I thought you meant when I was thirteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
No. Oh, well, it's gone. Yep, moving on. Starring Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård. I did not pick up that that was Stellan Skarsgård. Really? Yeah, I was, as we were watching it, I'm like, he looks familiar. The voice is familiar. The I just voice. can't pinpoint it. I mean, it does, yeah. it, you know, like, yeah, he's got a weird neck and stuff, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that. Normally, you're all over that. Dave Batista, Stephen McKinley Henderson, Zendaya, Chang Chen, Sharon Duncan Brewster, Charlotte Rampling, Jason Momoa, and Javier Bardem. That is that is quite a lineup. They really uh, got a crew for this movie, didn't they? Yeah, they certainly did. It's a it's a massive cast. So I mean, they they you know they they're coming back. You'd think for a sequel anyway, so well, some of yeah. Them. Well, while while we're on while this is fresh in my mind, we did say during the reaction we were we were we didn't know what the fate of Josh Brolin was in this movie. Oh, have you, you looked it up? He, yeah, you thought he. I did look it up. He the character does not die, and oh, based I thought off he died. the the novel and the previous stories or whatever, he actually is part of the rest of the movie. Part two. Yeah, like okay, so yeah, this is a part one and a part two, but the 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 novel and the other movie and the, and all that other stuff, there were never it was never a part one, part two. Which the marketing for this movie, you know, very sneaky to just call it Dune throughout the whole marketing strategy, and then when the movie starts, like Dune part one, it's like what? There's, there's never addressed it as part one in any sort of marketing, no posters, no anything. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. I mean, would it would it change it for you? Would you rather it be called Dune Part One? I think not for me, but I think for the general audience, them seeing that it is part one of a two part movie might I don't know might hinder their you know, might might not persuade them to go see it. Okay. Anyway, cinematography by Greg Frazier, who has had two Academy Award nominations for this film and for Lion, and he has also done the cinematography for a film we'll be watching pretty soon, actually, Rogue One. Oh, nice, nice, good looking film. Hmm. Sort of um, the Rogue One look sort of uh, reminds me of when they're on their home planet in this movie. The grassy one. Cal- Caladan? I think it was. Yeah. 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 Anyway, the big, the big one here. Music by Hans Zimmer. We've spoken about Hans Zimmer a lot. Certainly have. Well, let's go, th- let's go through it again. He has one Academy Award win for The Lion King, as well as 11 other nominations for The Rain Man, The Preacher's Wife, As Good As It Gets, The Thin Red Line, The Prince of Egypt, Gladiator, Sherlock Holmes, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and this film. And I will be shocked if he does not get his second win for this film. Really? Is he favourite, is he? He should be the glowing favourite to win his second Academy Award. Is that because you like it or because you've had some further readings? From hearsay, I've heard that he is the the uh, the big winner, the big the big front runner for a score. Kind of shitty that the only Oscar he's won is for Lion King. I mean, that's a great score. Oh, the original Lion King. Oh, that that's uh, that's all right. He said Lion King. I was thinking. I was thinking the new remake. I was like, really? That's kind of embarrassing. Stop it. I mean, look, look at those some of those movies. Gladiator, Inter- like the st- the scores for Gladiator, Inception, and Interstellar are just like standouts there. Yeah, and Dune, and Dune, of course. Speaking of Hans Zimmer, he was a big fan of the novel Dune and ended up turning down working with Christopher Nolan for Tenet just to do this film. Yeah, yeah. And basically for the same reason, Denis Villeneuve was the top choice for No Time to Die, but he turned it down to do this film instead. There you go, already getting into trivia. I know. Well, I've you know got some trivia here, and you know I must thank you because uh, you you know finally did some work for a change and uh, looked up the trivia for this movie since I had not seen it. Maybe I might get you to do this every week now. I mean, I don't know what you complain about. It's just cut and pasting. So <laughs> <laughs> no, and yet you still no, won't do I it. I won't do it. No, 
All right. Well, then, why don't you take on some trivia here, Dean? Uh, Sure. Uh, David Lynch, who directed the original Dune from 1984, said that he has zero interest in this iteration of Dune Hendo. He cited his issues with the new movie having nothing to do with director Denis Villeneuve, but with his own painful memories of making the older version. (laughs) Because it was a heartache and a failure, I I didn't have final cut. He says he's told this story a billion times. It's not the film he wanted to make. So, yeah, very sour grapes from uh, David Lynch. What's your take on David Lynch as a director? Yeah, stay away with an exception. Mulholland Drive, I guess? Yeah, Mulholland Drive. I say that, I don't know what else I've actually seen of his. It just seems like weird. Definitely weird. And Uh, the man seems really grumpy. I need to watch Mulholland Drive again. I saw it way too long ago that I don't remember much of it at all. Uh, I think I saw the, I think he did the elephant Man, I actually I don't know if he did. He did a race ahead, which yeah. I watched a couple of years ago, which I didn't like. I think he did Blue Velvet, which I actually yeah, think is really Velvet. good. Yep. And I think that might be all I've seen of his. I have not seen any Twin Peaks anything, although I hear that's just like like it's rave reviews, like all the movies, the TV show, everyone just loves that shit. Yeah, if you're into it. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Speaking of the original Dune, have you seen the original Dune? No, and I'm very glad I haven't because it would ruin part two of this movie. And that's kind of why I don't want to go watch, go back and watch it now because I no, know you, that you that could. Yeah. Why, why would you? Uh, if you if yeah. you have the interest of seeing the second part of this, why? Like, just look up the wiki. Like, what happens in the part two of Dune? Like, why would you want to spoil yourself like that for what? I will wait and- for what I believe is a mediocre film. I will wait until this movie is. Like, the whole thing is complete in a couple of years' time, and then I might go and see that old Dune and just see how bad Lynch thinks it is. Yeah. Anyway, Denis Villeneuve confirmed on a Vanity Fair article that his adaptation of Dune will be split into two films in order to ensure that the original story would be preserved and not cut into a million pieces. However, contrary to the common practice of filming several installments back-to-back, only the first movie, which roughly covers the first half of the source novel, was greenlit and produced, with an optional sequel depending on how well the first film performed. A sequel was greenlit on the Tuesday after the film opened. So, that's good news. Uh, yeah, but does that mean that the same, like, Denis Villeneuve's coming back? Yeah. Yeah, like, the same, you know, cast and, obviously, you'd think the same cast, but the same crew as well? I'm certain there would have been some sort of clause in the contracts and that, that if this film made the projected, like, box office it needed to, then everyone who's attached to, like, the, 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 the cast and the crew has all been set up to come back for another one. Nice. Adapting Dune for the big screen has always been a lifelong dream of Denis Villeneuve ever since he saw Lynch's cult classic Dune from 84. He was also a big fan of Frank Herbert's novel when he was 12 and he wanted to make a faithful adaptation so he waited until he'd done the science fiction films Arrival and Blade Runner so he would have sufficient experience in the genre before starting work on this film. In fact, scenes from his prior films are strongly influenced by his interpretations of scenes from the novel. There you go. Okay. Yeah, so he's been, you know, chewing at the bit to get into a Dune movie. So at least, you know, he's had his vision uh, that he's wanted, what he's wanted to do for a couple of years now. And it's not like he's uh, like a director for hire. Like, yeah, we're going to make this Dune movie. Who should we get now? Let's get him to do it. Oh, he's, no, no, you know, no. actively sought this he's out. He's passionate. Yeah, that's good. And it honestly, it shows on the screen. Sure. Sure. What, you don't think so? Oh, we'll get to that, Hendo. Oh, we will indeed. This film sports a distinctly Arabic theme in keeping with author Frank Herbert's having used Islamic culture as an influence for his story. Okay. I'm not well-adversed in Arabic themes or Islamic culture to realise that that was the case. 
Yeah, me neither. This film takes a number of liberties with costuming. I did comment about how good the costumes were in this. The still suits of the Fremen were designed to capture all moisture and included a mask that covered the mouth. This would have been difficult on film as one could not see the mouths of the characters speaking. Another liberty in this is in the still suits being a dark colour. This makes the actors much more visible to the camera whereas the suits in the book were of a colour that made it easier to hide. Yeah, thank God they didn't have like a uh, orangey colour suit. Nah, that would have been too much. But I know the uh, the David Lynch one, they had black suits as well. Did they? Oh, yeah, I think I've seen like some still images of, was it Kyle McLaughlin in a, in a, a bit, yeah, you know, a yeah. black get up. Kyle yeah. McLaughlin plays the uh, Timothy Chalamet role. Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson plays the mother of Timothy Chalamet, despite only being 12 years older than him. However, Chalamet is playing a 15-year-old, so oh. that makes it a 20-year age difference for the characters. Really? 15? 15. Come on. Sure. Denis Villeneuve's third consecutive science fiction film after Arrival and Blade Runner. Yeah, we mentioned that. Don't know Thank why that was included. Thank you very much for that trivia, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite Denis Villeneuve's displeasure at the film being concurrently released on HBO Max as well as cinemas, it was the most watched film overall in the US on streaming service for the first three weeks of its release. So, very popular. Yes, very good. Very good, Dune. Some new musical instruments were created specifically for the film soundtrack. Ooh. Such as what, Hendo? Well, I don't know. Did you find them? Did you look up more info? Did you just get that line? Yeah, that's a, that looks good. Uh, don't be ridiculous. The sandworms have a minute and a half of screen time, Hendo. That's about the same amount of screen time as Zendaya in this film. I mean, it'd be close if you actually sped it up to normal speed. <laughs> yes. So, oh, Dean's final piece of trivia here. See, this is why I'm not doing trivia. You just make fun of the trivia. The plot of the full 155 minutes of this movie is told in 98 minutes of the 137 minutes of the original Dune and in 104 minutes of the 270 minutes of the miniseries Dune, all of the first episode and 14 minutes of the second episode. Bravo, Dean. I mean, if you look at that, like, of the original movie, it's kind of three quarters of the movie. But of this miniseries, it's not even half. Yeah, it's it shows... Look at the difference between the miniseries and the original movie. Like, what kind yeah. of story are they telling? Anyway, budget of $165 million and worldwide has grossed $400 million. Wow. That's not bad Doing for something right. released on streaming the exact same day. Exa- yeah, that's not even. Yeah, that doesn't even take into account like streaming uh, subscriptions and all that sort of shit. Yeah. No one knows what that equals. So, yeah. yeah, just purely from box office. That's really good. It is. But this film has been nominated for 10 Academy Awards. Is it the most? Or Power of the Dog got 11, didn't it? Power of the Dog got 11. Yep. Well, 12. It was one of the two. It was 11 or 12. But Dune has been nominated for Best Sound, Visual Effects, Production Design, Original Score, Film Editing, Makeup and Hairstyling, Costume Design, Cinematography, Adapted Screenplay, and Best Picture. Nice. Lots of techs. Lots of tech awards there. No no uh, above the line. Oh, no, Adapted Screenplay is above the line. So is Picture. But a lot of uh, below the line categories there no acting but let's look at the scores rotten tomatoes critics give this an 83 percent saying dune occasionally struggles with its unwieldy source material but those issues are largely overshadowed by the scope and ambition of this visually thrilling adaptation the rotten tomatoes audience think it's better than what the critics think 90 percent metacritic give it a 74 letterboxd have it sitting at 4.0 but as this is in the top 250 currently let's take a look at its history with the top 250 list this uh, debuted onto the list on the 20th of September in 2021, where it hit its highest peak five days later on the 25th at number 93. So it did crack that top 100. But as is the case with most new releases, when they get into this top 250, it starts to drop, it starts to drop, and it has just been gradually, gradually going down to where it currently sits 
at number 231 with 8.0, over 500,000 votes at this time. So it's likely going to drop out shortly enough. Yeah, so we're we're snagging it up just in time before it will most likely drop out within the next couple of months. But enough about the trivia of Dune Dean. We're going to uh, talk about what we thought of this film in a a new style that we are calling... The Good. (laughs) The Bad. Excellent! All right, Dean, what was your initial thoughts after watching Dune? First or second time? So, my first initial thoughts or my second initial thoughts? Is that what you want to know? Your first initial thoughts on the second watch. Do you realize how dumb you sound, Hendo? (laughs) Come on, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll talk about both. So I was I was very very confused in in when I first watched Dune, the exposition dump that they just keep piling on you in the in the first you know half an hour or so. It's a lot to get through, and yeah. I, I do forgive it because there's no way around it. And great films do this too. Like look at the first twenty minutes of Lord of the Rings. You know that's all just we've got to put you in this world and we've got to get you to understand what's going on. So. I don't blame it. It's just the the names are really foreign to me, except yeah, Paul. Paul, except Paul. But you know, House Atreides, Atreides, Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not the character names, but the places, the family names, and how all these people are related and interact with each other. So I was I was confused about that. But at the same time, I also was really enjoying visually and orally what I was experiencing. I think it it's a stunning looking film and I, I was I was on board by the end of it. I was very interested to see more, Hendo. What were your initial thoughts? Uh, I think I had a I guess a better initial experience than you because I I think we actually mentioned it uh during the reaction. I, I had my subtitles on because I knew this was going to be quite a dense film. And I felt like there was going to be a lot of information coming at me that I had no idea about. So I chucked the subtitles on and I feel like I held, I, I held along with it. Like I, I followed along pretty well with the story that was going on. Yes, there's a lot of different, uh, different planets and different uh, races and that that you need, to, you need to keep track of. But I feel like I got a good grasp of it and the stories that went along. So I think I had a decent time with this film as we went along. That's just my initial thoughts. Uh, we'll get into some the stuff that we really liked about the film, then we'll talk about the bad stuff, and then get our little excellent scene and finish it off with some final thoughts. So, what was the good stuff about this thing? What was the stuff that really stood out to you? I mean, I think I think the landscapes, even though it's like a desert, it still is pretty stunning to look at. I think the yeah. way it was filmed was pretty impressive. I think the casting is, I'm going to say, fine. Right. Okay. I think the casting is fine. Maybe that should be a bad thing for me. Uh, I think the casting is fine, but I think I think the actual pace of the film is good. It's a longer movie, but it's never slow. And even though they're stretching out what was one movie into two, you don't really watch it and go, "Oh, this is dragging." I really feel like they did need to let let us sit with this information a bit. Let us get to know these characters a bit more. And uh, I, I, you know, I was I was thankful for that. I think the characters are pretty good. I like the characters, I like the dynamics of the family, and yeah, I think I think the actual world building is is strong. I think it feels like a real a real place or places. So I was I was really on board with that. What about you, Endo? What did you like about it? I mean, get ready for this film to just sweep all the text because this film is like technically just beautiful in so many different aspects. The way this film looks, like you said, the scope, the scale of this film is 
absolutely incredible. Uh, it, I didn't watch it on a humongous screen, but I I could sense what this film was showing you, like on how much of, on on how big of a broad scale this film would be like if you were watching it on a, on a humongous screen. I, I understood that. You can see the passion that Villeneuve has put into this movie. Like he, we talked about, he, you know, he he has a vision for this movie. He's wanted to do this for quite a while. So he knew what he was going to be doing. And he's put so much effort into making this film look spectacular. The score. The score was great. Yeah, the score is great. Yeah, the costumes were fantastic. The sound design. The, yeah, yes, of course, the sound oh, design. Oh, the worm. Yeah, a- I really Sorry, I didn't mention yeah. I really like the worm. I know we said they don't show up much. Good. We don't need to say much. The actual threat of this thing just going through the sand and the slow yep. reveals of it. Like, we don't see it all at once the first time. We just see the mouth. I thought the handling of the worm, wow, chef's kiss. The visual effects in this film are, are, like, are so good that you actually don't realise what is actually the visual effects and what's the practical. They sort of blend them in together. Most of it's visual effects, no? Yeah, but there's a lot. There'll be there would be a lot of practical work in there where you could they they mix the visual with the practical, and it's so hard to distinguish what's what's what in each scene. I think it worked very very well. I think the story that they're trying to tell in this first half is coherent and it sets up a good world that you're going to get invested in as time goes on. Yeah, I, I think the 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 goods certainly outweigh the bads in this film, but I think the the the, the big highlights for me. Oh, actually, actually, can I can I jump into another another good thing? Yeah, sure. They kill main characters. Excellent. Kill Oscar Isaac. Kill Jason Momoa. Very good. Speaking of which, I know that I said before we watched this that I knew nothing about this film, and I actually did. I I, I had but... no idea what was happening. But based on vague headlines that I might have uh-huh. scrolled past. Mm-hmm. Based on your Google searches of no, June no, 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 spoilers. No. <laughs> no, nothing like that. I had the impression that Momoa was going to die. Why? That's what I was- Why? It, it just looked like he was going to sacrifice it. He looks like, in the trailer, he looks like he's, you know, he's his protector and that. And then just based off- You could, off, argue, you know, you could argue Brolin's takes that same role no, as no, well. No, 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 not based off the trailer and what I'd seen. Like Stop it, watching so many trailers. I saw one trailer and they focus heavily on Momoa and Shyamalan being like the buddy bros. And there's, you know, you see a quick shot of uh, Momoa fighting off a couple of people and then I'm like, yeah, I, th- I think he'll uh, sacrifice himself. That was mm-hmm. my assumption. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I actually forgot that Brolin was in this film when we started watching it. Okay, fair enough. I forgot Javier Bardem was in it when we started watching it the second time. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know he was in it either. That, was, that wasn't a good, obviously. I was just pointing it out before I forgot. Uh, if you're looking on the acting side of things, I think for the good, uh, Oscar Isaac. I thought he was fantastic in this yeah, film. he was really good. Yeah, I think out of all the actors in this film, he was the standout. Yeah, he was good. I don't think he yeah. stood out. I think, I think it was no, pretty, I think pretty solid. All right, I think we've given off some key good points here. It's obviously a lot of good stuff about this film. What about on the negative side, Dean? Anything that grinded your gears with this film? It's a bit much sand, you know? Nah, that's not bad for me. There's a bit of sand. I mean, it's tough. Honestly, it's tough to come up with bads for this film. Like, I guess, you know, a bad is that it sort of ends without much of a conclusion. He gets to the Fremen. He finally sees Zendaya. And that's the end of the film. But there's no way around that. Like, it's it's a part one. I'd rather they broke it up into two films and did it justice than cramming it all into one. So, that's not really a negative. It's just you, you finish the film and you don't exactly feel complete. Like, was there a real arc? Like, I mean, he got to where he's meeting him. Sure. I mean, what else is the negative? Zendaya's barely in it. All the slow-mo stuff is sort of feels like, hey, we've got Zendaya. Let's try and put her in as much as we can. 
But again, I don't know if in the source material he's repeatedly saying this Zendaya character. So I don't really have any glaring negatives, to be perfectly honest. What about you, Hendo? My my bad is sort of what you were talking about in regards to this being a part one. I don't feel it ended satisfyingly enough. For a movie that's a part one, yeah, okay, we know it's not a complete story, but I feel like even if you're doing it, if you know you're doing a part one, you it should feel like that has some sort of complete story in itself. And I don't know. I just felt like, that, like you said, this movie just ends. And it's like, ah, oh, like the movie's not finished, but it wasn't wrapped up enough in a part one sort of way. Like, like I think of Kill Bill 1, where that movie just feels like a movie in itself. Like you could just watch that and it would feel like a contained movie. I it mean, has its own. It, not really. No, I, no, no, I disagree. That definitely has that whole story in Kill Bill One with Oren Ishii, and that concludes. That is a story inside itself, with an overriding story on the outside. Whereas I feel like with this film, that doesn't really happen. I mean, what about what about Lord of the Rings? That has this, a similar ending to this, where it's like no, but you see, that is three separate stories. That is three novels already. So that is its own story. Yeah. Okay. There is a, there is, and and you see in that in say in Fellowship of the Ring. How that ends is, you know, we know we know what happened. We sp- we sp- yeah, yeah. we've already discussed this one. You don't need to get they disband. They, you know, they have all their oh, substories that they're heading on to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it just sort of just felt like it just ended abruptly, and that was it. And I didn't really feel, I guess, satisfied by the ending, which was kind of a large negative for me. Like I just feel like oh, there's, I mean, obviously it left me wanting more, but but in a good and a bad way. And I'm adding a bad to that because it just I just didn't really like how this part of the movie concluded. Yeah, no, that's fine. All right, let's get to your excellent Hendo. What is it? I'm not done. I'm not done. You got more negatives. I would say that the acting across the board is like fine at best. It's it's fine. Like there's no like Oscar Isaac was a big standout for me, but everyone else like Timothy Chalamet, yeah, he's okay. He there's nothing he does that stands out for me. No one else does anything else that stands out for me. Like the stuff that was great about this film was all the tech stuff. And, you know, it definitely shows, we know, Oscar nominations, how they didn't get any any acting awards and that, but all, all the other stuff they got. But the, the highlight of the film for me was all the technicalities of this movie and is, none is of Is that the your acting. broad excellent? No. Okay. What do you mean broad excellent? Do you know what an excellent is? You pick a scene that's your favorite. <laughs> I know. You're just like, well, the highlight of this film for me is uh, all the tech stuff. <laughs> hey, you know what my excellent <laughs> okay. is? All the tech stuff. and <laughs> All of it. Every single bit of it. So that was an, an, another bad for me. And I think both of those are actually quite large bads. I felt like they definitely detracted from my overall enjoyment of this film. Okay. All right. But like you mentioned, what is your excellent, your favorite scene, Dean? Or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'm going to pick a scene that was pretty early on in the film. And this was a scene when... Can I can I pick it? Because you definitely... There was a scene that you did mention like, oh, that, that was fantastic. I love that scene. That was great. Yeah, go for it. Was it the scene where Paul puts his hand in the box? Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah. That was that was a bit where I was like, okay, I, I actually really like this film now because it, cool. it, it took it to another level for me. I thought Charlotte Rampling was really good there. And I thought Rebecca Ferguson was really good in that scene as well with her conflicting views with this weird cult people, but also being the mother of Paul. I thought I thought it was fantastic. So that scene, yeah, is definitely my excellent Tendo. What about you? Okay, that's not my excellent. Uh, I did like like I've said several times already. The, the highlight of this film is more of the technical side of this movie, and I feel like overall my favorite scene of this whole movie was the introduction to the sandworm. The first time that that shows up when it devours that huge spice mining machine when they're having to vacate that and evacuate from that area. 
I thought that whole setup of the sandworm on its way coming to destroy them and the tension that they had to get out of that area before it happened, I thought that whole thing was just fantastic. Oh, very good. Any last words? All right, Dean, your final thoughts on Dune Part 1. And a rating, of course. Of course. Okay, so Dune Part 1, I knew nothing about it. I don't know if I actually had a level of excitement going into it. I think... If I did, it was probably only because it was directed by Denis Villeneuve. So, I I was not let down by this movie. I think this movie was very, very well made. I think it was very enthralling, gripping, did a great job at building this world up and getting me interested as someone who knew nothing about Dune prior. I feel like, yeah, there was a lot of information, but I wasn't overly lost, you know, come the halfway point. You sort of get a, a fair grip on it all. Yeah, the ending sucks, but as as we've said, there's really no way around that. So, for me, I'm going four stars. A strong four stars as well, Endo. Okay, all right. What about you? Look, I think this was a very good-looking movie on so many aspects. It sets up a great world that they're building here, and I found it very easy to follow and understand. It's a long movie, but... I don't think I ever. I don't think I said this during the review, but I never felt the runtime for this film. I felt it was very well paced as well. The place it looks great. Even the desert scenes in that the way it's shot looks great. I'm really, really happy with the way it looks and the scope and the scale of this movie. The acting is definitely a letdown, and the way it's split into two parts. Yet yeah, it has to be done to convey this entire movie. But I feel like the way it ended was definitely a bit of a letdown. But all the other stuff that I said, all the good stuff, definitely outweighs that. And I give it a soft four stars. Ah. Yeah, it's it, but it's. I'm telling you, it's teetering on a three and a half. Like it's, I'm hitting a four. But I, honestly, yeah. we'll we'll wait and see what part two actually does here because this is in, an incomplete story. And honestly, like if you were if you found out that they're actually not making a part two, like how do you judge this movie after that? If you never get if that's the end of it, that's that's a huge letdown, I guess. Yeah, no, that, that's 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 fair enough. You're fine. I wonder if there's only going to be two. Yeah, I, I did I did see on the grapevine there could be a, a part three, perhaps. Do you know how many books there are of Dune? Oh, there, isn't there like heaps of books, like different offsets, and isn't there like Sons of Dune and which which is which is Dune? I saw. Uh, no, there's six official books. Do you want to know the names of the books? I mean, regardless of what I say, you're going to tell me anyway. So the second one is Dune Messiah, then mm-hmm. Children of Dune, then that was close. Then Paul is dead, Dune. Then oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, God Emperor of Dune. Then Heretics of Dune. And then Chapter House, Dune. Now, what's the difference in time between the start of Dune and the end of Six? 350 years. Several thousand years, Hendo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's like obviously characters changing left and right. So Who knows? We could get a uh, Dune cinematic universe. A DCEU. Dune cinematic- <laughs> a, a DCEU, yes. The Dune Cinematic Extended Universe. I mean, been asking for that, so no, very nice. I was the best because the crowd loved me. All right, Dean, where does Dune sit in your rankings? All right, Hendo. Got it. It is hard to rank a part one, isn't it? Now that you've said that, it's kind of annoyed me. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't think of that already. I didn't. All right. Four stars I give this. What else do I give four stars here? I think they're three and a half. So, I'm going to say the thing. Did I give the thing four stars? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yes, I did. I think it's better than the thing, probably. Better than Mad Max. I think Mad Max is a bit of a similar film, isn't it? You know, lots of desert and more more of a technical film. Then we get to Django. I'm going to leave it there. 
I'm going to, yeah, I didn't expect to stop so soon, but I'm going to leave it at Django Unchained. So this will be my new number, 62, Hendo. What about you? 62. All right. Uh, I did say it was a soft four star. So we're going to start at the bottom of my four star tier. Funny enough, number 77, Django. Django! I uh, I think this is, oh, man, it's... Better than what? Django, is it? It's so like you did, like you, like I just said, and like you just said, it's so hard to judge with a part one. Like, look, I'm gonna put it above Django. I'm what? gonna put, I'm gonna put it above some like Have a some hot white cake. It's gonna go above Vertigo. It's gonna go above Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, let's see, V for Vendetta. Ooh, remember, remember the greatness of V for Vendetta. Yeah, it's gonna stop there. I'm gonna put it there. Uh, let's see, that's gonna make it my new number seventy-four out of one hundred and four. Hmm, very nice. We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And this could be it. All right. But as usual, every top 250 episode we do, we always let our patrons drop in a review for the film. And let's see what they have to say here. First one here from Nerd Revert. So much spice. Fantastic job of world building and laying the groundwork for what's to come. I'm ready for too spice, too furious. Five stars. <laughs> oh, very good. Next up here is Chris from the Rough House podcast. Absolutely stunning. It's beyond gorgeous, impeccably cast, well acted, and the score is top notch. It's got a lot of world building to do and does so in a methodical yet entertaining way. You're drawn into the worlds and drama immediately and I don't think it drags at all. I look forward to the days when I run this and it sequels back in a marathon, much like Lord of the Rings. Four and a half stars. Mm. All right. Very, Very good. good reviews there, guys. Uh, but of course, as usual, we have got... Shane! All right. I'm not a big Dune fan. I never saw the original. Not really a huge sci-fi guy. Uh, you know, I'll still enjoy a sci-fi film if it's good enough. The original Dune, you know, had a bit of a shonky reputation, so I didn't watch that one. Now, with this one, I didn't watch the new one, you know, but for a different reason. The The general consensus was that this was a good movie, but it's incomplete. It's only part one. I figured I'm patient enough to wait for part two before watching part one, so I don't get to experience that disappointment. And my plan was going really well, too. You might even say up until about two days ago, I forgot Dune even existed, but here we are. <laughs> and immediately, as soon as I put the movie on, I'm reminded that it's a Denis Villeneuve film, and, you know, with that comes instant quality. As far as movie directors go, he's clearly in the A-class. I mightn't always be the biggest fan of his films, but purely as a director, his films get bumped up regardless of, you know, other components. It's a visual audio cinematic feast dare i say his style actually reminds me of what it was like to go to the movies when i was a kid when you didn't know what to expect in the way of special effects now that's initially eventually in in this film at least villain of of the tricks up his sleeve he runs a bit dry i i enjoyed the film without complaint probably for the first hour and a half the last hour though instead of wrapping things up and bring things towards a climactic finish. He he does pad things out. It is just part one. It's a two and a half hour movie. This isn't Batman. This isn't Kill Bill. He could have tightened things up structurally and you would have gotten a faster paced film. That would be complete. I like the characters in this movie. Even um, Timothy Chamelet, who was decent in this. And, you know, as a general rule, I particularly don't like him. But in this, he was good. By the end of it all, I think this movie thinks it's Lord of the Rings or something, 
and it just stops trying to win the audience over. It falls back into that beat-for-beat, formulaic, just, you know, moving towards that flash-forward dream that was in the beginning. Uh, you know, I don't know how controversial this opinion is. I mean, it is it is in the top 250, after all. It, it is a good movie, in my opinion. It's overrated, I guess. It does have a lot of work cut out for it in Part 2, and I know you shouldn't judge Part 1 until Part 2, but I think there's more chance Part 2 will actually make this this film worse rather than better. Three and a half stars. Okay. Uh, he loves a villain of... <laughs> Didn't expect the three and a half from Shane then after that one. I've, I think I've heard some, uh, some equally similar reviews that he's thrown a three stars at. So, no, it looks like I've got the uh, Villeneuve or Villeneuve or Villeneuve bump. Villeneuve bump. (laughs) No, thank you very much, Shane, as usual, for your awesome audio reviews. So, what's next? All right, next week, Dean, we're back to the Star Wars saga with episode three. I was going to say Attack Attack. of the Cleansing. God, no. Attack of the Sith. Ah, Revenge of the Sith. It feels like I shouldn't be pumped for this after the first two, but... No, get pumped. Get hype. Oh, you'll, you'll probably watch it and be like, mm, actually, Phantom Menace was uh, probably the better film. <laughs> Fuck, I hope not. <laughs> sure, it's not, it shouldn't be too hard to beat those two films. No, that is going to be next week. So thank you very much, everyone, for checking out this episode, and we will see you next week for Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Bye. Bye.